Casey. And I'm Olivia. And it's Christmas, so Merry Christmas to you. We are continuing uh, our Christmas time themes right now. To, uh, in our last episode, we talked about joy and happiness, which for some people is what Christmas is all about. And for Mary, that was a big deal, you know? Like, she could have been sad, she could have been just like in the dumps about this really great gift God had given her that was very difficult to deal with at the same time due to all the drama it would have brought into her life. But instead she spent it with joy. And for people like Olivia, all they know is joy when it comes to Christmas. And this room is what her house looks like all year round. Kinda, yeah. Bah humbug. There's a tree up like all year. Yeah. Yeah. It brings me joy. Yeah. So that's how Christmas is for some people. But then on the other hand, you've got those stories that you've heard of, oh, my mom couldn't even like be there for Christmas. She had to work and keep food on the table and we could only get maybe one present that was kind of, you know, not the greatest thing around because that was all we could afford. And, and you know, there's plenty of people with those kinds of stories. And, and for them, Christmas isn't so much of a jolly time or a happy time, it's a time where Everybody else's life was good and theirs was very different. Uh, and so it's helpful, to, I think, to hit on both sides because while Christmas is this joyful time uh, where we need that hope of Jesus, especially in years like this one, where we've all felt you know, the, the difficulty of, of a tough year, um, there's also this side of, of really the, the Christmas story that tells us, you know, God enters in to the roughness and to the difficulty. And Christmas is actually in many ways about that. Uh, and that started kind of with a prophecy in Isaiah's time where a king was told, look, God wants you to do this thing. And if you do this thing, uh, he'll give you a, a crazy sign. You can have whatever you want. And that, that king really didn't want to do that particular thing. And so he's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to ask God for a sign because he didn't want God to like, make the crazy sign happen and then it be, him be obligated to do what God asked. So he's like, no, 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 that's, that's okay. I, I won't ask God for a sign. And so Isaiah is just like, fine, then God will give you his own sign. You're going to find a child that will come and save us all. You know, like, and he starts prophesying about Jesus. Uh, but as he's prophesying about Jesus, he says, since you didn't want to receive this sign yourself, you're going to have some difficulty in this. You're going to be exiled. And this, this son who's going to come and save us all, you're not going to find him in the midst of all the riches and greatness that Israel's had before. Instead, you're going to find him like at the bottom of exile. Things are going to be tough. And then the sign will come. So this becomes like a prophetic word about Jesus. Mm -hmm. So like from the very get-go of Isaiah's, like really Isaiah's first prophecy about Jesus, it's he's going to show up when life is tough. Sure enough, Israel gets exiled. Uh, just imagine if like, I don't know, Japan came into America unexpectedly and just kicked us all out and took over. That would be tough. There's been a TV <laughs> show about that. Is there? Yeah. Well, that that's essentially what happened to, to Israel is another country just came in and took over. There's also a movie about that if it was the Russians. Well, I mean, exile's a thing, and so <laughs> it's happened throughout history. And it happened to like it happened to Israel, you know. 
they were just taken over. Another country comes in and overtakes it, Babylon. And now they are subjected not to live in the freeways that they once did, but they will never be fully in charge again. They'll be subjected to Babylon, which will eventually give way to Rome. And they'll always just be like kind of a cog in the wheel instead of the main gear moving it forward, you know. And so they're all in tough times. They've been in 2020 for many, many years <laughs> dealing with the difficulty of when will someone come and save us? When will that baby that Isaiah talked about show up? Because we're in those tough times. Not that child, the different child, the Jesus child. Uh, and then Jesus shows up in the midst of even tougher moments in his own narrative. So let's talk about that. What are some of the things that happen in the Christmas story that are tough to deal with? Um, the, the, the Christmas story or like yeah. the, the actual narrative of what happened? It just like everything that happens within Jesus' birth narrative. Because like one thing that's hard to deal with is their lies. The wise men didn't show up the night he was born. What? Yeah, so, well, okay, wow, so... you're skipping over a couple to get there. <laughs> well, the wise men, uh, the wise men make his life difficult. While they did come because their astrological means have indicated to them that uh, this prophecy has finally come true, when they show up, they end up bringing a lot of... Um, death and destruction? Death and destruction. Not on purpose in their defense. <laughs> But they go Fine. and tell Acc Herod, right? Accidental death and destruction. Yeah. Well, when you're looking for a king, where do you go to? Like, there's a newborn king. Where do you go? Right? Makes sense. You, yeah. You go to the castle. You go to the place where the king is. I think so they go to Herod. Palaces at this point. Well, whatever it was, they go straight to Herod because that's where you would expect to find a king. And Herod's like, say what now? You know, like, so he's like, there's, there's. I have competition. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Herod, you know, Herod wants to basically assassinate whatever this baby king is because uh, this prophetic word has been attested to in the skies. It must be like legitimate. Uh, and so he, he just has all the children wiped out. So within the Christmas story, we almost have like an abortion theme going on. It's not, you know, so much like in the womb, but we're still talking about young kids, maybe even just like freshly born. Uh, being terminated, which essentially was like a form of abortion. So there's one like hot topic of today that we find the Christmas story, Jesus entering in and his life being threatened by the possibility of it being aborted by someone else. We also then have some other themes. The census, having them having to go to their birth town to get counted. Yeah, and so they've, they've got to deal with politics in the midst of She's about to have a baby, you know, and yet they've got to deal with that. Where they're going to have the baby, right? No room at the inn. They yeah. can't find anywhere to stay. And so you're basically, you're having the baby in the garage, you know, like in the, in the, in the cave or in the... The stable? Well, stable, cave, you know, just somewhere where animals are. The baby is born not into a nice little crib, but into a feeding trough where he will become food for the rest of us um, as communion. 
looking at widescape Bible. You thought I went dark and you went there. That's weird. You're doing exactly what they did in John when Jesus said, you'll eat my body and drink my blood. And they're all like, whoa, we're not following you. You got dark, man. No, I'm being just Listen, as dark cannibalism as is not a thing. That should be a thing. I think if you know how communion works, you're following my drift here. We also have refugees, right? Um, another hot topic today, Jesus was a refugee. He's, he's in order to escape the possibility of being having his life terminated or aborted, he has to flee. And his family has to run away to Egypt. And so he's going to spend his early life in a country that is not his own, in a, a space that is not his house, uh, trying to survive and hope that no one catches on to who... Who they are, lest they be killed, and and figuring out when it will be safe enough to go back home. And when you do, when you live a life like that, like just imagine when you get back home, you're probably still looking over your shoulder, you know, like, right? Are we still safe? Like these people knew that we used to live here, you know. So well, and even think about that, like, so much of his generation was wiped out. So like having peers, having classmates, if they're going through school, like, there probably wasn't that many. Yeah, yeah. At least depending on where he would have gone through certain things, or mate, or, or what geographical areas that Herod put it over, it's possible that he wouldn't have had lots of people his age, um, or at least uh, to remember if they were all boys that he wiped out. I think they were all boys, so all boys. it might yeah. have been just a lot of girls to um, get to know. So, needless to say, that's what he was born into—like a whole mess of. 2020 hot topic politics <laughs> and and that's 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 his life from the get-go all that prophetic word that he would come in difficult times that rather than in times of plenty he'd be born in the times of of little and then he lives a life of little so the christmas story yes there's joy there's there's like excitement and hope there's also a lot of you know this sucks <laughs> And there was like a, I think it was, there was an article written, I think it was like a scholarly article written uh, probably a decade ago or so. That was called like Keeping Herod in Christmas. And like, if I remember right, the point of the story was like, a lot of times we try to just like, you know, oh, there's a nice little baby that never cries, glowing, lying in a manger as Mary looks at him not sleepless and restless at all <laughs> not tired totally refreshed in a in a feeding trough not worried about the bacteria and all these animals well, no, because there's a nice bed of hay i don't think they knew about bacteria at the time maybe not but you probably you know you probably didn't want to put your baby in a feeding trough like the point of this article was like let's remember what christmas is about it's about the stuff that sucks too and that jesus enters into all of that that Jesus not only cares about refugees, but is a refugee. That Jesus not only cares about abortion, but was almost aborted himself. That Jesus isn't uh, all about wealth and materials and all the good stuff that we can have and blessing and all this, but he's about the nothingness <laughs> of not even finding a place to like be born properly. He's is born homeless, you know, and like then has to remain homeless for the foreseeable future until things are safe again. So like Christmas, Christmas is 
Finally, the hope of prophetic words coming true. And it's also the resemblance that the God of the universe, who's bigger than all of our problems, was born into our problems and, and lived in worse stuff than even we've lived in. You know, like he's been there. He's done that. So when people are like, Jesus can't relate with me at all. It's like, now just look at the starting of his life. Like it wasn't easy. And uh, look at where it ended too. <laughs> like it, it didn't necessarily get better. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that that's the beautiful story of Christmas when you think about it, that God enters into our mess. And it's always hard for me to preach around Christmas because that's the stuff that I'm always like, man, look at all this crap that happened. <laughs> and so like every Christmas, like, let's go to church and learn about the joy of Christmas. Like, do you know what Jesus went through? Oh, he's doing it again, Jamin. Stop it. We want to hear the good stuff. Like, I can't. Christmas is bad. <laughs> like, it's good, but it's also really bad. Like, a lot of bad stuff happened, you know, <laughs> and that's that's part of the narrative to remember. It's not the only part, but it's it's a big and crucial part. I wouldn't say it's bad. Right. I, it's an overcoming story. There's a lot of obstacles and hardships, but in the end, it's very good. In a bad kind of way. He has to die on a cross, right? Well, yes. So you, you're like, well, bad like, for him, but great for us. Yes. And like that, that's the story of of beginning to end of Jesus. You know, of course, there's good stuff in there too. I'm sure there's lots of laughing and hanging out and walking on water walking on water and all but even that happened after john the baptist had died and he was burnt out you know it's just like constantly there's a lot of hardship in jesus's life and when the bible says that jesus has been tempted in every way that we have you know did he face every single little temptation that we will ever face maybe that's like an overstatement but the point is like look at everything that he went through he is just as human as us and as undergone perhaps even more than many of us ever will so he knows the struggle is real yes <laughs> that's that's the message version <laughs> jesus knows the struggle is real philippians <laughs> so take joy take hope but also if christmas is hard for you know that your savior understands because it was hard for him as well and if you need to drink your sorrows hot, hot chocolate, chocolate which you can check out our video from last week to learn, <laughs> learn how to make it with Olivia. I, this was not the direction I planned on ending this, but thanks for taking my crucial point, turning it into an advertisement for chocolate. <laughs>